Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. According to the map, Courant is four miles northeast, sitting at the intersection of Regent's River and the extensive Port Road. It doesn't look like more than a trading outpost, and one of the last villages before the Port Road turns inland, weaving around the flooded, impassable marshlands on its journey to the northern border. Of the four great byways of Norda, the Port Road is the most traveled, connecting Delphi, Archeon, and Harbor Bay. That makes it the most dangerous, even this far north. Any number of silvers, military or otherwise, could be passing through, and even if they aren't actively hunting us, there isn't a silver in the kingdom who wouldn't recognize Cal. Most would try to arrest him. Some would certainly try to kill him on sight. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 9, Glass Sword, Chapter 11. So, they're on the ground, getting ready to find... Their first new blood. Sneaky, sneaky time. Nick's Marston. Yeah. We're going to get so tired of saying Nick's by the end of this episode, by the way. I was going to say, can we... Can that's, we why, t- that's why I intentionally put it on the episode plan so many times. <laughs> yeah, because I Because it's, it's annoying. It's, I was just telling uh, my friend Megan about the other day how annoying it was. We were talking about the Mr. Mercedes books by Stephen King. And they say the main villain... His name is Brady Hartsfield, and they must say Brady Hartsfield 5,000 <laughs> times in that book. And listening to the audiobook, it's like, could you just not say Brady Hartsfield anymore? I get it. His name is Brady Hartsfield. It's like, could some of these not be cut and replaced with pronouns? Yeah. Steve, hey, buddy, I know you're senile, but you could, you know, like right. the editor, somebody, is anybody in touch with Steve and can be like, what's going on? Yeah, so I and especially a name like Nick's Marston. <laughs> yeah. Really, like, are we going to have to Nicks. say Nick's Marston? So Nicks. let's just pronoun this guy. And <laughs> just say he throughout the whole thing. Because well, sometimes what an we, annoying name. Sometimes we can't avoid it. We can just oh, Nick's That's is true. almost. Can we call just, him the marvelous Mister Marston? No, that's yeah. worse. Just Nick's is almost worse because it's shorter, but it's like then. If any of us ever want to say Nick's the word, we have to be like no pun intended, <laughs> like. Is there a lot of chance that that's going to come up in this episode? I mean, I say. Did you have Nick's in your I didn't. lexicon? I mean, I say it sometimes. I don't ever say it. I we were talking, Dad and I were talking at some point, and I said something about Nick's, and then I said Nick's like the word, and I was like, ah, ah. this is already going to be a problem. I guess cause it's it's a theater thing. It kind of is, yeah. Right. We yeah. nixed that idea. Okay. So, Nick's, we're going to have to do it. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this entire chapter is right after that first paragraph. She says, Cal, they would probably kill Cal on sight. And then the first thing she says right after that is, and they could too. And for some reason, it doesn't make her feel bad. It makes her like spring with joy. And I was like, what is wrong <laughs> yeah. with you, you psycho? So, because, because I know silvers aren't invulnerable. It's yeah. like, well, I mean, that's kind of weird that, to say that. I mean, is she hangry again? She may be. Girl, do you need a Snickers? Yeah, somebody give Mara Snickers. She's going overboard again. <laughs> So much of this episode, when they're sneaking off through the grass or whatever, reminds me of the scene in the Lost World with the velociraptors in the grass. Only it's uh, people. Only, only it's people. people. Yeah. Like, well, it's, ah! Ah! 
it's very funny because Mare and Kalorn were raised in the woods. Right. And <laughs> so they're all deftly moving through the grass. Right. And Farley is out in the world doing things. Cows Shade like, can just transport, so yeah. cows, teleport. Cows like thumping through, tripping over everything. Was that necessary? <laughs> yeah, that's cow going through the woods. Tripping over everything. Kalorn's laughing to himself. Like, <laughs> Look at the dummy. Can't even walk. Yeah. 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 It's just, just something he's not used to. I mean, there's a lot of things in this world that Cal's not used to. <laughs> it's like, poor guy, because even true. though he's been out on the battlefield, like, there's somebody that's already done this part for him. Right. You know what I mean? So right. It's like, gone. as funny as it was to see Mare in the Silver World, it's almost funnier to see Cal without oh, his Silver is. World, 100%. like, in his, out of his element. But the thing is, at least he tries. He does try. He, that's doesn't, true. he doesn't complain. It may not be funnier, though, than Mare's first encounter with an elevator. Pretty great, <laughs> or the motorcycle, or the motorcycle, the or the garage door. door. Yeah, garage door, also good. Yeah, all of those classic, classic mare moments. Oh, Waking yeah. up on a submarine, and she's <laughs> just convinced that it's going to sink yeah. to the bottom of the ocean, and she's going to die. Right? It's like, baby, Mare's it's kind of already at the bottom. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I mean, to her credit, if it gets any lower, you're dead. Like right. that's the you yeah. know, you're already there. Like one slip and. Yeah. Yes. No, thank you. Submarines can't go on them anyway. So that's the great thing. I never have to be able to go underwater all the way because I can't do it. Right. So all that deep ocean stuff can just stay down there. Thank you for flipping the page for me, Dad. As if I don't have the you're, motor skills to do that you, myself. You're welcome. <laughs> and shades like popping in and out in front of them and. Above them in trees, apparently. Mm -hmm. And because it's been five minutes, Mayor has to think about Maven. Of course. Of course. Right. Like, oh, I haven't thought about Maven in five minutes. There it is. <laughs> I think I'll do it now. I think I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you said, she is kind of going a little psychopath. Like, she I know is. I could attack and kill them all because I'm just that much of a bad A. Right. So. But she also, it, I have a feeling that that attitude could get her in trouble because she assumes because she's the lightning girl that she's like all powerful and doesn't realize you're not all powerful mm. either. You're it's mortal really just like works. everybody else. Yep. That is true. And there are going to be people there that you're not going to see right. them coming. So and she kind of finds out that there's already, she meets someone in this very chapter that she's not able to do anything against. And it yeah. kind yeah. of throws her for a loop. Mm -hmm. the, the first test up against with something she almost failed, so. Right. It's like, she's like, we need to find these new bloods, but I don't think she understands the amount of damage that's going to do to, like, her confidence, like, her ego. Yeah. Right, because she's it's like, oh, no, powerful. It's like, oh, honey. She, right, if she's, like, like silver and red, but better than both, what does she think all these other people? I mean, she already knows shades can right. teleport. She never saw anyone in the silvers that could do that. I mean, she has thought to herself before about, you know, what kind of. Abilities are out there. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to see because we don't know what we don't know yet. So she has kind of addressed that, but right. I still think it's going to catch her off guard several, oh, several will. times. Because Just like I mean, underestimating the Scarlet Guard. We, I mean, you know, more foreshadowing. We haven't gotten to this character yet, but my least favorite character of the whole series has probably the most bad A power, right. to be honest. She does. She does. She, if but only she, she wasn't so bad. annoying. We'll get there, listeners. Yep. You can... Have share we'll we'll share the pain with you. Yeah, we will. It'll all be commiserating. Mm -hmm. 
But we get to see Cal try to flail around in water first. Right. They get to the river. So, and I mean, it makes sense that the guy would be scared around water. Sure, because it's the antithesis of his power. It'd be right. like Superman swimming through kryptonite. Exactly. <laughs> and the one time that he almost died in the arena was water. Was, was water. Right. Yeah. So, or the right. bowl of bones or whatever so, they don't so call it the of arena. Of course, Kalor, they called it an arena. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kalor knows what he's doing, so he just, you know, fishes in. Right. Mare's right, <laughs> Mare's right behind him. She's no, no problem. Like Ozzy on Survivor. Mm-hmm. And Cal's dolphin. just like. T- tiptoeing through the water as it gets higher and higher up on his body. <laughs> and then kind of, as it gets too high, he just kind of falls into a doggy paddle. Right. Well, everybody knows that, you know, like when you're going into the water and you haven't been swimming for a while and you're kind of dreading that part where it gets to your crotch. It's cold, yeah. <laughs> the cold water especially. And you're like, oh! I mean, that man happens or even... woman. Yes. That happens if you've even been in the water recently like exactly. if i've been in the pool if i was literally in the pool yesterday and i get back in i'm like uh, here uh, we go yeah yeah so i mean poor cal like i i feel you dude but yeah then he just kind of falls forward into right a doggy paddle that's, across the water but that, at least he's trying right and that's why the best way to do that is to jump in cannonball because then you're going in crotch first so it all happens at once i did have in my notes uh, i can't do that the line in the uh book is Kalorn is, if it's possible, Kalorn is even better on water than he is on land or something like that. And I have in my notes, Kalorn can walk on water? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on water. I just thought that was funny. It's like he's on water. So and I'm glad you brought that up. Pay attention to what she says about Kalorn sometimes. Because then there's a passage in the in this very chapter where she says something else, and then right after it, she says more great stuff about Kalorn, and you're like, what is going on in your head? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We'll get there. How much are you in love with Kalorn right now? Right. So she's like- And you, know, you constantly friends on him. Right, right. Like, Kalorn is, you know, he's better swimming, and he's this, and he's that. So anyway, we'll he, get back to that. He makes a joke that uh, I kind of took offense to about them needing to make a raft for Mare because she's so short. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hey. Ease up, Kalorn. But I know she, you're like six five, but <laughs> but she's not Kalorn, but she's not afraid of the water, so she just right. kind of swims right across. Right, exactly. Cal, better than I could have done. Cal clumsily. So I, I could just see Cal splashing like just gallons of water. Oh all yeah, over the place <laughs> so he's trying to cross this this river, and then he gets to the other side and just sprints out of it. <laughs> steam coming he's, off. He's of like him scold because he's embarrassed. Like the yeah. water's cold. Yeah. And Kaloran's kind of laughing at him. Then, <laughs> Mare reaches up and brushes his hair back into place because oh, it's all yeah. wet and, and lingers there and they share a moment. With her swole cow. Of and course they do. She's like, wait, no distractions. I can't get lost in his swolitude and the fact that I have to stand on my tiptoes and then jump to s- smooth <laughs> his hair back into place because he's right. 6'4 and I'm 5'1". Yeah, super tiny. Yeah. So, then... Kalor, they look across the river, and Farley and Shade are sitting there kind of perched by the river, just giggling. Yeah, just laughing at everybody. Laughing. And this is interesting to me, because this is so not Farley-like. Yeah, it's like Farley's laughing. And then she, they're laughing. Oh, it gets worse. She just touches, she just basically puts her hand gently around Shade's wrist, and they teleport over immediately. Yeah, so they've it's done this real a time or familiarity two. you see you're seeing here. It's, right, it's not totally like, non Farley. Not just like we've done this a couple right. times, but like there's something else there's going on. There's clearly yeah. a comfort level with her and Shade that we're not privy to. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see it and foreshadowing aside, here. Right, a side of her that we haven't seen with anybody else that right. we see when she's with when Shade she's with too. Him. Yes. So that's a big deal. 
they make it, everybody makes it through the river and they get to Courant and Mare thinks that it looks just like the stilts. Right. Like at a crossroads, at the mouth of a river, like she could be back home, essentially back on that first yes. night into all of this. But instead, she's come through, you know, everything she's come through so far. And this, the road, the port road is also a super, I mean, it's, it's late at night, obviously, but it's a pretty prominent road. So it's not one they can just kind of linger on. Yeah. Either. We get a flinch count in here. There's a beacon, uh, like a, you know, a, almost like a lighthouse thing that's going around and around. Right. And it's a bay town. There's, there's right, right. Cause it's right on the port. So, uh, Mare flinches when the light goes over them. But she happens to notice out in the harbor that there's no big boats or anything like that. So it doesn't look like Maven has been here yet. yet. He's either been and gone already or he hasn't been there yet. Right. And so she figures the best chance is probably that if it doesn't look disturbed or anything like that, he probably hasn't been here yet. Right. Although, I, why would he... Make it so obvious. Right. She just expects that he would travel with all these soldiers and stuff. Right. But I don't think he would. No. I think it'd just be like him and Ptolemus and like yeah. two other people. Just Evangeline like, maybe. Yeah. Just like slipping through the night. Yeah. You know? I I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what? Who is it? The people that can hide. Hmm? There was the one in the bowl of bones or whatever that the shadows the shadows yeah i could see ptolemus and evangeline just the two of them just the two of them going all these places but maven i don't know after the way he was when they were running out in the last book or well actually the beginning of this book right when they were escaping the with what he brought and the reds i don't know maybe that's true but maven's kind of a coward yeah but you would think Especially if he knew that they were, like, if he knew that they were there, or were going to be there, and he came, but he didn't want to, like, alert them that he was there, he may come with, he may make Possibly. it a little bit more. He would bring what you call it with him. Toned down. He'd bring soldiers and bodyguards. There, oh, well, and There'd the, be people the, with him, but it wouldn't be the like ones a... That, the, the ones that um, can take your powers, what do you call this? Silence. Silence. Oh, silence. He would bring a silence with yeah. him. Yeah. A silence. For sure. So they get there, and Farley's kind of looking over everything, and she's like, yeah, this shouldn't be too difficult. You know, she seems pretty relaxed. Yeah, she so, says, what does she say? I bet you two coppers or something like that. that yeah, that the guards won't even right. have their uh, records locked yeah. up. I have the quote for yeah, me to read it. Yeah. Yes. Ten coppers says they didn't even bother to secure the town records. What's what's And what? who replies after that? Shade. I'll take you on that. And they kind of, he like bumps her shoulder. They share like another little moment. It's like, that's just. And then they start to go off together. Yeah. And it's just like, there's clearly a familiarity here. And And it's like, no one except Shade has really talked to Farley like that. And Mayor doesn't, doesn't mention it being odd. She just mentions it. I mean, it's just as her, what she sees, but it's like, does she not, she's so wrapped up in everything. She's not noticing what's right in front of her, which is kind of funny to me. And that Shade doesn't really do that with people outside of the family either. Mm -hmm. Like it clearly seems like they just have familiarity with each other. Yeah, there's just a rapport there that the two of them don't have which, with anybody which else. Which means there's a relationship there she's not aware of. And also it means that Shade has been involved with the Scarlet Guard for probably much longer right. than she realizes. A long time, yeah. And and deeper 
than she than realizes. she realizes. Yeah. So Cal starts to walk over to like this little meadow and is like, yeah, we'll just hang out here while you guys go do right. what, you know, what you're going to go do. Past the tall, cre- tall she's tree, like, grass under the tree where they can hide, kind of disappear. Right. And Mare's like, uh, nope, we are not splitting up. That is not going to happen. She is adamant that they are going to stay together. Okay, Mare. And they're just like trying to reason with her and say, do you even understand what you're saying? You want the two most wanted people in the country to be sneaking around after curfew? Right. <laughs> do you really think that people won't turn you in? Yeah. You, you should remember right. the measures. You read them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're an like, idiot. Farley's like, you know, it shouldn't be too hard, but that's with only like two or three people who can like slip through easily and don't have really recognizable faces yeah. and teleport right and that's, exactly and we're not talking I mean, can about you imagine the energy that shade would need to move them all right. of them yeah that, it's not gonna know. happen we're not just not talking about the two most wanted people by silvers the two two faces that everyone knows exactly, exactly. everyone knows what cal looks like in the They've silver been world and they know every- what the lightning right. girl looks like and i mean exactly. their wanted posters are also probably right. everywhere yeah but she's not thinking of that right. at and first. And Shade can teleport, and Farley. Does, and she's like, "Well, how can Farley get in and out of there? She used to get in and out of friggin' Summertime in the palace yeah. exactly. all Hello. the time. She can get in and out of lots of places, right? And do it kind of made me wonder when I was reading this that maybe Shade was doing some of that, possibly. And he just couldn't reveal himself mm-hmm. to Mare at the it time. It was too it's dangerous. Yeah, possible. and like he says, nobody's looking for a dead man. Exactly. Everybody thinks I'm dead. So even if they're like, hey, that guy kind of looks like, nah, he's dead. No, it's he's just dead. some other random right. red. It's just a coincidence, you know? Yeah. So he was probably there for a lot of that stuff, and Mare just mm-hmm. didn't know because he couldn't Reveal show his right. face her. at the time. And, yeah. and Farley always holds things back. Right. Oh, definitely. She's not going to. And if, if she knew, if Farley early on would say, your brother's still alive, and he's helping us out, how would that help Mare in any way? It wouldn't. Mare is the kind of person that somehow would let that slip to somebody. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. She would have told Maven and it, it would have been... Yeah, that was way too valuable of information to let Mare know. It was way too dangerous, not only for her to know that information for like her own sake, but also for her to know that information because the people she was around. Right. Correct. Even if they didn't suspect Maven at the time, there was always a Lara there. Yeah. That just didn't make that a good So do they deal. find a way to finally convince her? What is it that they say to her that finally convinces her? Well, Cal says if you, you have to be prepared to kill everybody here, not just the Silvers, not just the guards, literally everybody, because if one little thing gives us away and I have to light this place up or you have to light this place up, we might as well just tip off Maven ourselves. Right. Because right. It might as well just call him and tell him right. we're going in we there. We have to annihilate so everybody. So if either one of yeah. you... If either one of us give any indication that we're here, this just, it, it's like starting the haunt in a game of betrayal yes. on the first roll. It is, like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, you've got one room open. Great. 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 That sucks so bad. Yeah. But it's, and it's not, they have, it's. People who never played Betrayal right. House on the Hill are just like, what? What? You, Go check it out. It's a good game. Good game. You have Alara, who, if they hear wind that maybe that you were there, she shows up, she will find out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, she will bring a bunch of yeah. people and they will kill everybody there. Right. And it doesn't matter if they try to hide it, they she'll know, and then she'll be even madder when they try yeah. to hide it from her. Yeah. <laughs> so why why, why your even face be seen? start those dominoes? Just, Just let Shade and Farley go yeah. in, do it the quiet way, and get out of there without anybody knowing. So finally she's like, Okay. Fine, we're, we're splitting, splitting up. up. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, I'll be right back. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. 
And then... But they have to keep Kalorn too, because yes. Col- Maven knows Kalorn's been working with the Scarlet Guard well, and knows been, that he yeah. has a close relationship with Mare. Exactly. And he is... Pr- his he's ID's had Kalorn as a prisoner been, at one point. Yeah, he's probably been given his... Uh, his identity has been given to the guards as well. Right. So the, all of the people who Maven have ever seen face to face have to go. Right. Right. And which leaves just Shade and Farley. Well, and then Kalorn's like, "But what about Farley?" It's like, baby, Kalorn. Yeah. Farley's like, your uh, your king has no me? control over me. I have no records here. Exactly. I'm not from this country. I'm a Lakelander. I'm a Lakelander. Yeah. Boy. And then Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Corn's like, you're barely older than me. It's like four years. And, and the other one, Shade's the one that points it out. <laughs> Shade's like uh, four, yeah, four years, years. To actually. be precise. <laughs> Can I just say, I love Shade so much. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He is. Can't wait to cast him. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be hard, though. Yes. I don't have any ideas. We've got several chapters, so we I'm don't even have to worry with about that, it. Because there's not a lot of physical description of you. There's, there's really, really not. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. So. And we don't know, based on the descriptions that we've gotten of all the bear tr- barrow children. We no. don't know which way shade lands. What if we were to? Ex- I do know he has brown hair. Though. I will throw one one actor out here. I don't even know his name, even though we just watched videos on him tonight. Eddie. Oh, Joe Joseph Quinn. Quinn. Oh, that he's might such not a likable guy. Write it down so we can put it in our notes. All right, let me type it at the bottom of this. Hold oh, on. I could do it. I could just jot oh, it down. No. <laughs> She'll have it on her notes, and we'll have it on okay. So, and then Cal, and then, was, does Kaloran say something specifically about Cal? Because Cal's something like, can we lose him? Yeah, she's like, like all fed up with Kaloran. Yeah. As soon as they split into a group of three and a group of two, Cal's like, so how, how soon can we lose <laughs> Kaloran? And I think he's half joking, because he knows they can't, but he's annoyed with Kaloran. But it kind of sets Mare off into this little her own little mind storm where she's like, should we lose Kalorn? I mean, if I'm trying to save him and what if something happens and he's his own worst enemy. And after he's basically had, just an albatross <laughs> around my neck. After she had just talked about how awesome he was. I know. Kalorn's such a good swimmer, guys. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should lose 17 year old girl. It's just, yep. it's, it's like, okay, come on, the guy's, what did he just do to save your butt yeah. and get you out of the cell you were in right. and For the problem real. you were in with the, the cap or with the uh, commander Colonel Colonel on uh, <laughs> what you call it on R- Lake Lander Island. I, I can't remember I, the name of the island. Tuck. 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 Yeah, but then I she knew you'd made, get there eventually. <laughs> but then her fingers made contact with Cal's skin. Right. <laughs> and now she's like, oh. yeah. Hey Mayor, what happened to no more distractions? I love small cow. No more distractions, Mayor. I love Swole Okay. <laughs> she's gone. Guys, she's gone. So, but then she's like, okay, so if I send him back, say I kick him back to the stilts. I send him back to this completely crappy red life living under the thumb of everybody. It'll He'll be under suspicion because he's been gone so long. Like, oh, where have you been? Won't they just send him straight yeah, he'd pretty much just be conscripted. So even if he could find another master or whatever to fish under, right. he'd probably just go to conscription. So exactly. she really has no choice. And, and it kind of made I me mean, think, like, 
we've spent all of this time where it's just been like, I need to save Kalorn. I need to save Kalorn. I need to save Kalorn. And then instantly she's like, maybe we should ditch Kalorn. It's like, what? Girl, right, this whole insane. thing has been about saving Kalorn from getting conscripted. And now you want to send him home? And, and he has proven himself quite valuable. Yeah, too. but it's like, not only would it, he probably get conscripted, but I feel like as she just pointed out, his he his name is known and his face is known. He'd probably right. tortured. It, it probably for sure. There's something worse than conscription at the end of that line. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 100 percent. And the funniest thing, and also almost the one that annoys me the most with her and made me just want to kick her in the butt, <laughs> was the fact that who do you think you are that right. you can tell Kalorn a what to do or anyone else that he has to go anywhere? You're not in charge of Jack. You know what? Right. Also, okay. he's technically older than you. Right. It's like right. I mean, the gall, kind of honestly. And Farley is technically still the highest ranking person there. I mean, I know she's been quote unquote relieved of her command, but if anybody's gonna pull some sort of rank and file in this situation, it's going to be Farley. Right. And, and she's darn sure not going to send no. Kalorn home. So and, Mare has no recourse right. there right. whatsoever. And Farley's personality, as much as Mare's like, you know, always shocked by how Farley gets stuff done or whatever, and she's like, Farley just annoys me. I feel like Farley putting her foot down, regardless of Mare's powers, she would just fall into line. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, she just commands that yes, kind Farley. of respect. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Farley, sure. Well, she's seen what happens when you anger Farley, and that's really not something that she wants to do. Short of, you know, fully calling the lightning and, you know, going toe-to-toe with her. And and that's going to end in some gunshots. Right. And I I don't think Mara really wants to do that either. No. No. And for all the complaints she has about Farley, who's the one person in both these books so far that has come through for her every single (laughs) time? Every single time. Yeah. They wouldn't be on this quest if it wasn't for Farley. I mean, Mare wouldn't be Again, alive she, if right. it wasn't for Why she's my favorite and Kalorn. So yeah. you know, hello, yeah, Mare, pull your head out of your body yeah. on this one. Farley, favorite character, that doesn't change, right? We love you, Diana, <laughs> and little Diana, little Diana. Hey guys, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, we know Diana. Okay, so they're trying to decide. You know, after Shade and Farley leave, what are we gonna tell? Nix when we get him here right. like Mare's kind of going over it in her head but she's talking out loud so Cal's just like listening while she's doing it yeah see this is why I don't think out loud right <laughs> unless I'm alone in my bedroom and I'm whispering and, to myself and then I sound like a psycho yeah well but I mean nobody knows because you're not there so. right. exactly it but reminds still. me of the time I caught my mom talking to herself when I was probably about eight or nine or something like that and I was like mom are you talking to yourself <laughs> and she said yeah honey sometimes I'm the only intelligent person I can find it's like, ouch. <laughs> but she spent like all of her summers with me and my brother and all of the school year with a bunch of kindergartners. So yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> it's like she just needs a level head answer sometimes. Like, I get it. So, yeah, Mare's talking to herself and thinking, what do we tell you him? You know, what do we tell him? And she is adamant that they want him to have the choice on right. whether or not they go. They give him as much information as they can. And then they tell him, but hey, it's your choice. And Cal's not so sure about that. He's, He's like, like um, are, do we let him know exactly what the consequences of this choice are? Like, you either come with us or Maven will find you and kill you. Which they and should those tell are him. are your options. Because if they don't say anything, Maven's going to probably come and kill him anyway. Exactly. exactly. And, yeah. and I think it's one of those things where it's like, yes, this is dangerous for you to come with us, but it's more dangerous for you to stay here. Yeah. Right. 
because you're going to get outed. He's going to come for you at right. some time, and you're never going to know when it is. And, and if under, we yeah. got to you this easy, imagine how easy right. he, he can get to you. And they need to yeah. make them understand that Maven's not coming after them because they're looking for them. Maven's going to come after them either way because either way. they exist. Yeah. And he knows they exist, and he can't have that. Exactly. And they're just going to be eliminated. It's it's not like it's right. going to be some big show or anything like that. No one's going to know. They're just going to be eliminated. They're going to wipe out their existence. Yeah. And also, Cal's like, I mean, what if he says no and then goes back and tells them that you were here? It's like, A, by the time he does that, we'll be gone. And B, if he he'll tells them, I'm here, then he'll have to explain how he knew, which is breaking multiple rules. Exactly. He'll have to admit... Why she was there for him in the first place. He'll have to admit being out of bed. And they'll and test his curfew. blood, find out he's a new blood, and exactly. kill him. And kill him. So, in, any of these know. are hanging offenses. After, of course, Elara gets, rings everything out of his oh, brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll find out when we actually meet Nyx that you're not going to want to ring out his brain. Ooh, no. Actually, he gives us a pretty good ringing out of his brain <laughs> at the end of the chapter as he it does. is. Isn't that great? He lets us know all about it. Sorry about my cough. So now she's kind of got everybody on edge. Oh, yeah. She's definitely intensified the right. anxiety in the group by about 5,000 notches just from the out loud conversation she's having with herself. Right. So they're all waiting for Nick's to return, thinking, okay, how is this going to go now? This is, this is a, and this is the first one. So this is a big one. They haven't, you know, like they fine-tuned their... Right. Their procedure here for t- talking to new bloods. Yeah. This is kind of the, the rough draft. Yeah, it's a dry run. Corn yeah. thinks, like, why do we give him a choice at all? Just make him come with us. You know, it's, he won't understand. Really, if we try to, if we try to tell him the king will come and kill you. Kalorn doesn't really think that he's going to grasp the severity of that. Oh, uh, really? If they need the weapons anyway, they should just force him to come. Right. And Mare's like, like but yeah, but... No one ever gave me a choice. Yeah, so. and then she thinks to herself, I want to think that I would still choose this, but would I? Right. I may not choose this. Right. If and I knew know. the consequences, would I still do this? I'd like to think I would, but I can't ever know. And I, yeah. I, I and agree- there's no way to tell what any of us would do in that situation. Right, and I agree with her. That I agree with her. I mean... For Nix, it's really not a choice if he wants to live, but still, give him the choice. Exactly. <laughs> Tell him what's up and say, hey, here's you what's know. happening. I'm telling you the truth. You make the decision. She starts thinking about the logistics of them actually getting Nix back there. You know, is Farley going to go in and, you know, wake him up and his kids and threaten all of them and make a big deal about it? Or is Shade just going to pop into his room, wrap his arm, fingers around his arm, and pop right back out and wake him up that way. Right. So. I mean, I feel like either way, you are indeed essentially kidnapping him. Yeah, pretty much. But if he chooses to go back, then you just let him go back. Right. But she thinks, you know, she's adding up his age and everything, and he's right about the age that her father is. So she wonders what kind of person they're going to be getting. Are they going to be right. getting somebody like her father who's already been through so much and is pretty much just a broken man? Are they going to be getting, you know, some farmer who has barely been out of his town his whole life? You know, she has absolutely no idea what they're what's, right. what's in store, what they're getting. Oh, honey. Yeah. Or, what his bil- she or what his ability is. Yeah. The list, Literally nothing. The, li- the list just is a genetic marker. It doesn't tell you anything about 
what their abilities are. So they have no no clue what any of these abilities are going to be when they meet them. Yeah. And they hear, you know, the the sound of somebody coming, twigs breaking or whatever. Like just grass the, stirs or and whatever. Then, yeah, the general they hear like a rustling. bird call. Or does Kalorn make the bird call? Again, moving my hand on an yeah. audio, yeah, audio only, only medium. medium. Yeah. Just picture the scene in the Lost World when they're moving through the grass and the velociraptors are coming. That's right. exactly what's going on here. But Cal, Cal's up like in a heartbeat, ready to fight, you know? Let's go. And Kalorn just kind of lazily gets up and makes the call. Right. Or hears, they hear the call and then Kalorn answers. It's like Farley. And then Farley comes through the darkness, comes out of the darkness first. And then right behind him, right behind her is Shade, kind of limping a little bit with his crutch. So we think he probably used his ability. He's a little tired. And then right behind him is Nyx, who's kind of a shorter, stockier, dad bod type (laughs) individual. They, They almost specifically say dad bod. What, what? How does how does she describe him? Dad bod. I'm looking. Hang on. Squat with muscled limbs and the round belly men gain with age. Oh yeah. So dad bod. So dad bod. So dad bod. Yeah. And Cal, real quick, when Nix kind of bursts into sight, Cal pulls him and Mare back into the shadows. Right. A little bit. And like, kind of steps in front wait, of them. Yeah, too. And yeah, steps in front of them. Like I'll be the buffer if he recognizes my face then he'll yeah. know who these two are. But if he doesn't know who I am, then we're probably okay. okay. But he's going to he's gonna put himself as that barrier first and let Farley and Shade do as much of the talking right. as they can. And Farley says it was simple. Nix didn't even put up a fight. Cool. Yeah, and Nix is like, well, I'm not stupid. I know you guys are the Scarlet Guard. And I know that if I make a big deal and a big stink, then I'm just going to get hung. Right. For right. even having you in my house. Even if I didn't want you there. Even if I didn't want you there, I can't prove that I didn't invite you in like vampires. So we're right. all going to we're all gonna hang, you know. So he's like, I'm here. You might as well tell me what you have to tell me and see how this shakes out, basically. And Mare's like, you know what? I like this Nick's guy. He's a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guy's solid. Sorry, he's he's solid. Shade mutters, so Shade's a little put off by that. But Mayor's like, "Yeah, I like this next guy. He's a straight shooter. He gives it to you direct. He's real solid. Straight shooter." But then she's like, "Oh, it's kind of cool that our very presence here can doom somebody (laughs) to death." Girl, girl, Mare's right. Mare's crossing into psychopath yeah, territory. Yeah, I listen to a lot of dark humor stuff, and that's dark. It's <laughs> pretty dark. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like somebody will get killed just for me showing up here. It almost Mare. makes you, it's, it's like is she is, is she it's like I to could the kill a person side? with my presence, Mare. Chill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I showed you the the meme of Anakin killing younglings or whatever and it was just him sitting there with a cooler of youngling beers like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so exactly that's kind of what she's kind of what she's thinking here right and he nix is you know like somebody's somebody's back in there i know there's other people here who's here he's curious you know this is not a stupid person nix nix seems like he kind of has his ear to right 
the heartbeat of what's going on. And he wants to, he goes toe to toe with Kalorn. Like, this is obviously, you know, the person here, he thinks that they have to do the most Talking dealing about, with. Right. And so Kalorn's like, all right, well, I mean, you know, if he's gonna, if he's gonna step to me, I'll take it too, you know, and they kind of go back and forth, but he doesn't do a good enough job and Mare has to step in. Step, well, not, Physically, physically step, step in, step in yet, but vocally, vocally step in. chirp in from Hype back, up. yeah, right. from back in the in the darkness, and be like, "Hey, <laughs> listen here, this is exactly what's going to happen if you don't come with us." So her description of her own voice is, <laughs> "My voice sounds too high, too young." For some reason, I just imagine it gets like really squeaky. <laughs> I think it's just to herself. You know I, mean? yeah. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> like she has like a voice crack or something in there, right? She tells him, you're different, Nix. You know there's something about you, something you can't explain. You might even think there's something wrong with you. She tells him everything she wishes someone would have told her, basically. Right. And there's a part that she can see when it hits home with her, or what hits home with him, where she says just the right thing, and he's like, ah, yeah, okay. You know, and I think it's the, the you might even think there's something wrong right. with, with you. you. This part where... She describes that, you know, him, it hitting home with him reminded me of um, the hospital scene in Unbreakable with Bruce Willis where M. Night Shyamalan is the doctor or whatever and he goes in and tells him that, you know, the train that you were traveling on crashed and everybody on it died except, except for you, you, you and that dude yeah. who's coding in the other room and you don't have a scratch on you and he's coding. Right. So and Bruce Willis's face is kind of like uh oh. I always kind of wondered maybe that something was up. Was up, but this just proves right. you know something's really up. So Nick's being told that you know there's something you may have thought you were off, that something was wrong with you your whole life, and you, you weren't 100% wrong about that. Right. <laughs> but it's not what you think, basically. Does he does he recognize Mare at this point? Where he's like, is that the lightning girl? Or he says something? Or does he recognize who specifically she Yeah, is? he walks right past Kalorn. Right. And to Mare, because he knows her voice. And I imagine pretty much every Red <laughs> knows has knows listened to that measure right. speech a million times. You know, Pretty I kind of sure picture everyone in Norda knows her voice now. I pictured in my head that it was probably broadcast audio only, like at sundown for a while. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. her reading it, and it was awful. broadcast over and over and over and over again. I mean, would you put it past Alara? Oh no. no, not even a little. So I'm just saying it's awful. Yeah, but you know, Alara and. You know, Mare's like, all right, this is it. He's going to come face to face with me. And, you know, I, this is step one of, you know, however many hundred new bloods they basically have right. on the list. So, and if, you know, if it's, this is how it's all going to go down. We see how this one reacts and go from yep. there. But then he spots Cal. Yeah. And that doesn't that go over of, well. Before we can really get any yeah, any answer, that kind of throws him off. Yeah, because he goes from looking shocked to seeing Mare out of mm -hmm. the Silver World and in a red village to recognizing Cal and just being like, I'm going to kill this dude <laughs> right now. 
Yeah. This reminds me, we're, we're watching Grimm right now, and this just reminds me of, like, any time anyone sees that Nick is a Grimm, and yeah. they're just, like, they're just, like, freaking out. What? Right. Like, this is exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. And, and Nick's instantly just gives Cal a spear. Just takes him Tackles down. him and starts yeah. punching him. Just starts punching yep. him. Even though he's pretty much half his size, he just starts barreling Cal. Right. And everybody's like, uh, wait a minute. So Mare jumps on his back and puts him like in a half Nelson pretty much and tries to shock him. Just a little, just to knock him, just, just to, to stun him. Yeah, just, just to, to stun, stun him. So just get him off Cal's back. Yeah, stop beating up Cal. Even to get all the way off the back about that. I need you to get all, all the way, way up. Back. Nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing. Nope. He keeps right on punching. <laughs> it's like it's, she's not even there. Whoops. When has that happened before? Never. This has never happened before. Not to Mare. No. So she's she's perplexed. What's and going on here? And he's pretty much overpowering Cal, who we know is a relatively strong dude. I mean, he's yeah, swole. but he's but he's you know he's bleeding. There right, is he's getting pummeled. Silver blood. So he does the only thing he can think of, and that's fire. Bring up a big old ball of fire. Which only melts Nyx's clothes off of him. And, uh, yeah, does nothing to does stop him. Does nothing to his flesh. So we basically have a translucent situation, but you can see him. Well, he's stone skinned. I mean, she thinks stone skinned, except you can, he's basically his skin's impenetrable because he doesn't look like a stone. He exactly, looks normal. It's not stone. He looks like a normal it's dude, but it's stone skin. Pretty, pretty much Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. From Unbreakable, yeah, because you can't. You can't, like, punch him or damage his skin at all either. Right. Right. So. And it's like, this kind of, this kind of goes with the theme that some New Bloods have. And I think Shade kind of falls into that category, and we'll see it later. A lot of other people fall into this category, where they're like silver abilities, (laughs) but better. Yeah. Right. And the reason I think Shade falls into that category is it's basically just a swift, but instead of just being able to run super fast, he can just teleport. Right. Yeah. Like her, she has the ability to control lightning, but she also has the ability to manifest to her create own lightning. it. Exactly. She need anything. Right. And I think the, there's a little bit of wiggle room with her, but I think the closest would probably be a storm because yeah. they can control the weather. Right. And that's one of the houses that they used in combination of like her. Storm ability. and oblivion or something. Yeah, yeah. a storm However and an oblivion. It. Yeah. Even though that had never happened before. Right. But right. it did with her. It did somehow. with her yeah. somehow. Which, I mean, I think technically I think that's a lie because I think that's exactly how this happened. Really? I think I, I think a silver and a red like mm-hmm. had a kid together and it had some new ability and that's how all this happened. Like it's just years of silver and red. Inbreeding that they thought would never happen, but does. Or it's just a mutation. I mean, it could be, but I like to go the romantic route and think. But you would think that would show up in the blood somewhere that the red and the silver were made. Not if it was back far enough before they started keeping records of all that. But wouldn't this have been happening for so much longer? I think it has been, and nobody said anything about uh, it. I think it just happened. Mm, I think it's. <laughs> I think it is a more recent thing. But anyway. Obviously, Mare isn't the first one, because there right. are people older than her that have that same issue, but... The worlds were just always so separated that there was right. never a chance for it to be... Then where do the silvers come from? 
Well, they talked about that, didn't they? Uh, it just happened. There's a there's a thing in Broken Throne about it. We'll get to that when we get okay. to that. So anyway, Shade grabs Nyx and teleports him yeah. away. Like, it's like I'll do it again, and it's Nyx is like hurling almost. And Shade's like I'll do it again, <laughs> holding him down with yeah. his crutch. I'll do it again, <laughs> and, and Bear's like I know how that feels. Yeah, He's ready to feel good. bark yeah. his guts out. <laughs> Farley doesn't like it either, and she looks at Nyx and he's sweating. So she's like, oh, okay. So not, not like completely immortal or whatever. Like he can get exhausted. He just can't, you can't penetrate his skin. He just can't penetrate his skin. Right. So she's, she's catching on quick. Yeah. Yeah. And she's figuring things out pretty fast. He's, he's not just like, he can't like heal. He just, he just can't penetrate his skin. And Nix goes off on Cal. He's yeah, got, he's got a pretty good reason. I she's think she's like, she's like, Cal, Cal is just here to help. He's not here to, you know, take you in or anything like that. He's he's here to help, and he's here to try to keep you from to tr- try to save you from Maven because he's been friend, right? And that's when Nix tells them about the loss of his daughters. I'm guessing they were twins. It sounds like they were twins yeah, or they were he, very close so. in age. Well, because he says they were, they were 19 years old. And that's a very specific age. Yeah. So they would have had to be twins. I would, they would have I had figured. to have been twins. If they weren't twins and they were born separately and they were 19, his wife hates him. Right. <laughs> well, I mean. Irish twins. Is that? It's possible. Like your mom and Sammy. not easy. They're what, 11 months apart? No, I don't think so. I thought they were 11 I think, she's, I think he's a little bit older than that. Maybe. But yeah, it can happen. You can be less than a year apart from your sibling. Your mom just really hates your dad. <laughs> it's just not, yeah, I mean. Not easy. But his daughters died in service of the Hammer Legion when they were at the Battle of the Falls. And Mare is like, okay, well, that how is that Cal's fault? Like, he's just... A general, you know, I don't, I don't understand worse. how that's Cal's fault. And and uh, Cal says, "But we won that battle." Like, you know, how can you be so upset? My daughters won. didn't. Yeah, he's like, "You won, but the people that were fighting there still lost." Exactly. Right. That's drowned. your war. We died for your win. Exactly. What does that have to do with anything? The Reds, none of the Reds won. Even the ones who made it out of right. that. Battle alive didn't win. Yeah, it they was just, just didn't an lose advance. for the silver troops. Silvers kind of treat red troops. It's almost like their war to war to them is like playing a video game, or like yeah. playing a game of chess. The, yeah, exactly. The, the reds are the are just the, the, the people they to use. Sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. And he said and that they protect the, their king. Right. The that his daughters died in the river and went over the falls, and the gravedigger couldn't even find their shoes. So, so he's got probably nothing. wasn't a lot for them to send back home and bury. And then a, a letter came, and it said that they died for victory and to defend the kingdom. And the signatures at the bottom were the king, the general of the Hammer Legion, and the tactical genius who decided to send an entire legion to march across the river. Ah! And Swole all cow. eyes turned to Cal. They're like, hey, tactical genius. <laughs> and Mare's like, oh, all oh. those books. Now yeah. I'm going to puke. 
she was already unsettled by the books the first time she saw them. Yeah. Like, this is just, like, retroactive unsettled. Now, in fairness, to win a war, I it, it probably tactically was smart, and they did win the war. Oh, I'm sure. But, of course, they were using forced soldiers. Let's, right. I mean, they, these aren't people who wanted to be soldiers. They were taken, enslaved, and made into soldiers. Yeah, That's the exactly. Problem. It's like when the Confederacy tried to use the slaves as soldiers and then got surprised when they Fought abandoned back. the Confederate right. army and went and joined the North. It's like, they don't want to be fighting for you. Why would, Why they? would they stay and fight for you? <laughs> you know? Right. But in this situation, they just all went and fought and they went and died. You know? Right. It's like, they, they thought this was the honorable thing to do, so they all went and they fought and they died. And well, I, I think some of them thought it was the honorable thing to do and some of them just had no other choice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> your family gets money sent back when you're fighting, so also you at least get something. Also, you know, it's probably not great to refuse. You're probably dying either way. Exactly, so. exactly. It didn't work out very well for draft dodgers in Vietnam. Like if you said no, then they they either sent you anyway or they threw you in prison or whatever. So it's not going to turn out very well if you're trying to say no. And Cal tries to apologize. And he's like, I know that these words aren't going to mean anything to you, but your daughters deserve to live, and so did everybody else that's died in this battle. Right. I can't make up for that, but I can say that I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, and you deserve to live, too. And Nix is like, is that a threat? Like, are you going to kill me if I don't go with you, basically? And Cal's like, it's not really a threat. It's a warning. Like you now that you know what you know, you're either you either have to go with us or you have to chance it out there on your own because Maven exactly. will come for you. And if you are still here, he won't give you the option to join him. No. He'll just kill right. you. Yes. Exactly. He doesn't want you on his side. He doesn't want you to exist at all. Exactly. There is not an option that is stay here and be cool with this. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like there is Literally not an option that is good. There is just an option that is less better. sucky. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could run. Yeah. You either live on the run or you or come you with just us. Come with them. And we'll protect you as much as right. we can. But here's what you have to kind of agree to exactly. fight for. So, and like he's I said, not real happy about either one of these choices. No. There's not a good option. There's just an option that's worse and an option that's less bad. And she tries to say. You know, that you're like me and Shade, uh, you're red and silver. And Nyx is like, don't ever call me silver. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be any part of anything to do with a silver. It's like, Mayor, that was a real <laughs> stupid thing to right. say. Like, if you put a list of real stupid things for Mayor Cal to say, said that's right. Oh, that Cal said yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. That makes sense then. <laughs> well, I was but, like, sharpest knife in but, the drawer. Yeah. Well, but I mean, she's, that's what Julian said initially. Was it not? Right. So. But it's like, Cal's especially to, for someone Cal's, who's like. Cal's trying to help. You think from Cal's point of view, he's probably like, this is going to come across as like a huge, a huge. Uh, compliment? You, compliment. Yeah. You're like red and silver. Right. But it's like. It's he, like I don't want to be anything to do with right. a silver. He hates silver so much that he doesn't see that as you have a silver like ability. He sees it as. You know, you're one zone. of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He sees it as just like a huge slap in the face when it's supposed to be like you're powerful. Yeah, but, but it doesn't come across doesn't to him come that across way. That no. way, exactly. So then he's like, "All right, so I come with you." Then what happens? And Farley says, "Well, 
anybody that chooses to come with us will protect and will train. We'll hide them. And we'll hide them. You know, you'll be you'll be one of us. And but that's the the way that it goes. You exactly. come and you follow the rules and you abide and we'll protect you. Yeah. You know. You know, we train you and if you're able-bodied enough, you fight. Exactly. And Mare's thinking, she sounds so sure of herself when when we left Tuck the colonel had already been like, don't expect us to protect and train these people. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want anything to do with them. Yet Farley seems so sure that when they bring them back, when they come back with these new bloods, that they're going to get what they want as far as protecting them. So right. the Mary's thing is, like, if Farley thinks we can pull it off, then I'm just going to go with it. Who's to say that Farley is necessarily thinking, we'll just bring them all back to Tuck? Right. I mean, there her conf- Farley's confidence means Mare is like, okay, she knows she's got a plan. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's but- like, may not 100% believe the words that are coming out of Farley's mouth, but knows that she must have some sort of plan to either do this behind the colonel's back or some way of, you know, just showing up with all these people to where he's like, I mean, I guess I have no choice now. Like, you know. That's not really a plan. <laughs> she's She's got something up her sleeve, as Farley right, right. usually does. Exactly. And he says, Nix is like, so if I refuse, and Shade says, I'll put you right back in your bed, and we leave like none of this ever happened, and one day you'll never know when it'll be, Maven shows up. and right. Yeah, and then you die. And then you die. So... You know, we'll, you're not going to face any repercussions from us, us if we just, if you decide not to come with us, we'll put you back and we'll leave like we were never here. But the problem comes after we leave when Maven finally tracks you down because he does know who you are and he does know where you're at. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, if you don't want to come with us, you're better off in the wild. Yeah. Than and just trying to stay here. And, it, you know, then it's even, it's even Clearer choice. Yeah, because yeah. you're you're on yeah. your own. You don't have anybody that's going to at least say that they're going to try to protect you. You're just completely on your own. And Nix is like, well, I mean, that's not really much of a choice. And Mare says, but at least it is still a choice. Exactly. You do have a choice. Yeah. We, we're, not te- we're not making you come with us. Right. We're just telling you that we're just telling this you the consequences of each option. Yeah. We're not even saying one is better than the other. Just these are the consequences of each choice. Decide on your own. Yeah. Come with us now or stay here and die. Yep. So. And Nick says, my girls are dead, my wife's dead, and I'm sick of the marsh stink, he says, stopping in front of me. I'm with you. Then he glares over my shoulder, and I don't need to turn around to know he's looking at Cal. Just keep that one away from me. Wow. Oof. So... Like, all right, I'll come with you, but I am not doing any of this for him. Right. I am with you guys solely so I don't die. But that doesn't mean that I have to have anything to do no. with Cal. And during Correct. this during this this tirade from Nick's where he's talking about Cal, Cal does look pretty pitiful. Yeah, he's gotten the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> but I mean he also seems that like has he looks to be a blow to the Yeah, ego. but he also Ooh. seems like he feels pretty crappy about hearing it's one thing to be doing the tactics and thinking well this is just the way it is and reds are what they are they're soldiers yeah. and they're not good enough and then being knowing going what he's gone through meeting the people he's met 
and being here and hearing this guy talk about his daughters like that, right. it's got to be pretty devastating to him yeah. emotionally. It's, it's like, so oh. different seeing them as just like pieces, right? Than seeing them, as than seeing humans. them as humans, or yeah. even seeing like a whole legion together as like this is one a group of humans. Yeah, uh, yeah. This but is it's, soldiers. It's, but it's different than seeing them as like this is just a legion that I like. We just move around and use uh, th- instead of seeing them as a group of people yeah right which i mean you have to do if you're at that level of right tactician you know it's cold and it's heartless but that's why only certain people right. can, can do, do that it. yeah because yeah, you have to be able to turn that part of your brain off right and that does kind of make you a bit of a monster right and then to hear this this human just pouring his heart out there about what happened to his daughters because they just take reds and yeah. throw them out there exactly. in the slaughter and just use them as you know, little army men. And it's the right. very first one. This is the first of these new bloods they're tracking down. Yeah. He's like, am I going to have to hear another version of this story a hundred different times? Like how many right. of these places are we going to go where a decision that I've made it's has affected this family? Exactly. Yeah. So, and Cal, if we know anything about Cal, he's got a big heart. He does. Right. He has to hide it a lot because of what he does, but he really does care about people. I mean, it's obvious he gave Mare a job the first day he met her. Not knowing what she was. Not knowing anything about her other than she needed money and a job. Right. So he has a big heart, and he's obviously hurt seeing this man's pain. Yeah. And knowing that he destroyed this guy's life to where he has nothing left but to come with the people that he doesn't even really like or trust. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's a that's a big bummer on you, Cal. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Sorry about that one. So that's but that's where this chapter Somebody is. Somebody give Swole Cal a hug. Aww. I'll give you a hug. Come here, buddy. With that, here. With it's that, like Baymax. With that <laughs> line from Nick. <laughs> yeah. Just keep that one away from me. That's where we end. Yep, that's the end of the chapter so right there. That's what this book needs. It needs a Baymax. It does. It does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it needs it needs a Jason. Well, that's true. Is there a Jason in any of these books? No, no of course not. Unfortunately, it's way There's too not. it's way too normal of a name for that. Yeah, I don't know. His daughter's names were not not normal. Yeah, Dara, Dara, and Jenny. And Jenny. Yeah, it's not bad. Jenny's pretty common. We Jenny know a Dara, but it's a little less common. Yeah, but Jenny's pretty common. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we end for this one. Young, our new bloods one, uh, deserters zero. So one new blood down, however many to go. <laughs> and this one wasn't that bad. Cal just almost had to light him on fire. So, <laughs> and Cal seems to be knocked down a few pegs. Knocked down a few pegs and like, oh God, is this going to be on repeat every time? <laughs> every single time. Yeah. But I mean, where else does he have to go? That's true. This is all he has left. These people are sticking with him. They haven't killed him yet. Yep. So, you know. Plus we get the we get this clear familiarity between Shade and Farley that yeah, what's up there? is kind of foreshadowing of possibly of things to come. So interesting to see Farley react in a different way manner than we're used to around yeah. somebody. And it's like every time Farley does something slightly gentle, Mare is like surprisingly gentle. Right. Like Farley's not a gentle person. No. No. She doesn't giggle. No, she's she doesn't not a giggler. Have little whisper no. parties. Uh-uh. But now you're thinking back to like when we first saw them in the infirmary 
Right. And they were like whispering to each other Her or whatever. And, and like, Farley hmm, and Shade. Yeah. Until they saw Mare coming weird. and they're like, oh, wait. And it, yeah, but, but there's that. a familiarity there and it kind of makes you wonder if she's more herself around Shade than she has other people because of what's happened clearly. I mean, we saw the picture in her father's office. Right. Yeah. So we, we know, know there was a mother happened. and a sister, but we don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. We know some stuff happened at Farley at a young age has been mm-hmm. thrust into a lot of rough situations. Yeah. And so, doesn't get a lot of familial support. No. So <laughs> right. this, this could be the kind of person she was at one time. Exactly. And maybe she's more like that herself around people she's familiar mm-hmm. with. And, and it makes you wonder what the relationship between her and Shade is like. I, think, I think Farley is one of those people that because of everything that's happened to her, she kind of closes her heart off from a lot of people. Correct. Because, you know, the more people that you open yourself up to, the more people you have to lose. Right. And the more times you have to feel that loss. And she already knows what it feels like. And she doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't want it to happen again. No. So. Exactly. Yeah. She's probably had to do a lot of interior work to let Shade get to... Where he's at right now. That we see, that oh, yeah. Just the way we see, yeah. Where she can let her guard down around right. him. And it's funny. And that's a big deal. It's funny that this, this book is from Mare's point of view, and she's pointed out the giggling, the kind of, the, the whispering, whispering in the infirmary, and then these two points, but she doesn't, it doesn't strike her yet. Yeah. She's not like, what is the relationship? This is kind of weird. But she, sh- you would think she would notice that, but I think it's because she's so caught up in everything and else. Everything. Right. I mean, there's so much Maven happening right and now. Cal and well, and Kalor if she can think to herself, no distractions. I don't have time for this. That nobody else has time for this. She's probably not even thinking anyway, about it. Anyway, right. yeah, like right. we're living this life on a razor's edge. Who would have any time for romance? Right. She's like, you know, I'm already shutting Kalorn down with his, you know, veiled flirting and so she's not thinking that anybody else would be even right. like considering relationship status and i get that to a point but i i, I from her point of view farley having been through all this maybe she sees maybe having for the last couple of years or however long she's had to deal with this not le- letting herself open up she's thinking well then what are we fighting for if we don't let ourselves remember what we're fighting for in the first place. And I think it's almost like, you know, you don't want to have anything that distracts you for too long. You don't have anything that distracts you from what's happening, but sometimes you need something that can kind of let you forget about it for a minute. Right. And just like, let you, give you a break. Right. You know? And clearly, Farley can make some space in her life for shade. Right. And he can run at her same level right metaphorically because right. he's got a broken leg so he can't run anywhere right now but he can keep up with her you know what i mean it's not like she has to slow her roll or stop Correct. and take time to explain things to him they've obviously got uh, a rapport between each other right and a way of communicating to where you know she doesn't have to stop and be that blunt overt person so she can she can communicate things with him in a matter of moments that she can't with anybody right. else. And and Farley's at a point where she's been in this this whole civil yeah. war type game for a lot longer than Mary. Mary's only been in this thing for a little bit. So a few months, yeah. Right. Farley's probably to the point where, like I said, like you said, Mia, it's okay to have a little bit of distraction exactly. for every once in a while. And also something to remind you why you're going through this hell you're going through. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's kind of like she she hid her heart for so long that opening it up a little bit feels kind of nice. Probably. And I think she likes having that 
even if it's just one person and she has to be this hardened, you know, blunt person with everyone else, it's still it's it's still nice to have that little outlet where you can just be yourself. Right. And open yourself up a little bit more. Exactly. So we will keep an eye on that developing situation. Yes. Yeah. Amongst others. I'm I'm going to go down a name rabbit hole again because okay. we did this in the last episode. I was just thinking all the name, like so many of the names are so weird. <laughs> like it's just not normal names. And like look at the whole Barrow family. Just all of them. Yeah, we've broken that down before. And it's it's so weird for me having like watching shows where there are so many normal names. Like, all the characters have, like, the most normal names. Because like, you're so used to this book, we're doing this while we're reading it. And I, I think it goes both ways. Like, the show, when I'm watching the show, it's a little weird that it's, like, all the names are so normal. But then when I when I go through the book, it's like, all these names are so weird. <laughs> I know. Because, right. I mean, you have, like, you know, Grimm or Heroes where, like, all the names are so basic. For the True. most part. Most of them are, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. But this is so far in the future. That's like, true. this is what names have have become evolved to. <laughs> Hunger Games. At least is the nobody same spells way. Lee Nick's in Marston. this book. L e i g h. It's, it's not Farley. F i r l e i g h. Right, Farleg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're trying to spell Ashley, but be fancy. No, <laughs> you're just botching it. Right, you're just having to make her spell her name for everybody for the rest of her life, and now she hates you. Exactly. So there you go. But yeah, I'm sure these names are much more common. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, it's it's just weird to me. Right. So we've kind of let maybe a little fan casting slip. Let us know what you guys think about that. Well, I mean, there was just <laughs> Dad had the revelation. He was like, "I don't want to forget this." Right? It's a name, and it clicked because we were. Li- I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, to we were just watching videos, likable, and it kind of fits that. And seeing him on yeah. the talk show, I was like, "Man, that he kind of fits." Yeah, yeah, he's disarming. You know, he, he has yeah. a young enough face that he could play. I think exactly shade at that age. Yeah. So, so, if you guys like that, let we us know. We know he can play a character with emotional impact. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. He can be funny. He can be serious. Yeah. If, 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 for any reason, you, Shade needs, if for any reason Shade needs to play the guitar, he can do that. He can do well. that too. Right. Master <laughs> of puppets, anything that you need. <laughs> yeah. Joe Quinn has you covered. If Shade needs to play the electric guitar for some reason, then Joe Quinn's got you covered. Joe Quinn, covered. Eddie, Eddie, season four of Stranger Things, if you haven't caught on yet. Yes. yes. Please go watch it. Please go watch it if you haven't. Amazing. And if you have, watch, go it, watch again. it again. <laughs> and for just all, soon. can you for just all watch you the parents clip? out there? Uh, if you needed to feel older after watching Stranger Things, the actress that played Chrissy is Casper Van Dien's daughter. So to all the Storm- <laughs> Starship Troopers fans and everything else out there, that's Ready to feel old? Chrissy is Casper Van Dien's daughter. And if you don't want to watch the whole season again, you can just watch. You can find just find the clip of Eddie playing well, Master of Puppets. You, you also got to remember that Robin is also Ethan Hawke. Ethan yeah. Hawke and Maya, uh, are, uh, Uma, Uma Thurman's, Thurman's daughter. daughter. Yeah. So yeah. it makes you old, feel old too. But but he, she's like 16 or 17 in real life. She is 23. Maya Hawke is 23? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course our son is 22, so what are we going to do? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. She looks so up. young. She does. Yeah. Wow. Go watch Stranger Things. 
This is not a Stranger Things podcast. It kind of turned into one for a minute there. Go watch Stranger Things. We wish that it was a Stranger Things podcast, but people are out there making those, making way better Stranger Things podcasts than we can. Are they though? But I like this. I like the book podcast we're doing. We, yes. we just we are Stranger Things fans. We so are yes. big Stranger Things fans. We dip into a lot of other fandoms in this podcast. We should maybe make a Stranger Things bonus episode. We maybe. could. Let us know if you want to see a Stranger <laughs> Things bonus episode. You can email us. Our email address is readingwiththerockefellers at gmail dot com. Always happy to see everybody over there. You can send us your fan art, fan casting ideas, um, Joe Quinn videos. <laughs> You want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole? Just, just Google some Joe Quinn videos and just, just jump into that rabbit hole and enjoy his adorableness. Yeah. Over on Instagram, you can find us at Reading with the Rockefellers. That's probably where we're most active. You can see some behind the scenes stuff for the show and find out when episodes drop. You can check out our website. All of our episodes are there for download, our blog, our pictures, and that is readingwiththerockefellers.com. And then we have our YouTube channel where we have all of our episodes for the first season in video format. You can watch those. We have our quiz show episode and stuff like that. So check that out. The channel is Reading with the Rockefellers. And we will see you guys next week for another discussion episode. Bye. 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 Bye.